0: Bringing hope to many around the globe. Transforming lives into legacy. Moving Word with Pastor Mensah Ottokin. And now, today's Word Sacrifice of Praise. Sacrifice of Praise. And this is part one of Sacrifice of Praise. And my subtitle is Fruit of Our Lip. Fruit of Our Lip. God has called us to offer him praise and the fruit of our lip is an important part in this process. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 15. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. And it reads, Therefore, by him, the hymn there is talking about Jesus Christ. He is a hymn because prior to that it's talking about the priesthood of the Lord Jesus Christ and the sacrifice he has made so it says therefore by him let us continue the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name we are to offer the sacrifice of praise a sacrifice of made out of praise. And the passage says that we must do it continually. In other words, you don't do it one moment and get tired, or you do it sometimes and get tired and say, oh, uh, this time I'll offer my sacrifice of praise, but I'll wait another time to do it. The passage says that we do it continually. And I'm going to use this passage as the backdrop as I teach on the sacrifice of praise and how we use the fruit of our lips to do that. But to understand the phrase, we have to go to the Old Testament to understand the continual sacrifice in the Old Testament. Offerings that we're giving continually in the Old Testament. Continual offerings in the Old Testament. Now, if you know the Old Testament a little bit, and I suppose you do, If you don't, I'll help you along as I preach. The Old Testament had a lot of sacrifices, especially when you read the book of Exodus and you read the book of Leviticus and a bit of Deuteronomy. Uh, You find that there's a lot of sacrifices that God gave to the children of Israel. And most of the sacrifices were occasional sacrifices. So when it's a Passover feast, there will be a sacrifice made when is the feast of uh, feast or the feast of the first fruits, there'll be sacrifices made. When is the feast of tabernacles or the day of atonement, there'll be sacrifices made. And then when they harvest their crops, there'll be sacrifices made. Most of these sacrifices, although they occurred annually, they were not daily. They were not daily. But there is particular sacrifices that Israel made that was continuous, and God told them to do it continually and never stop never stop and there are two of them and uh, we're going to read about them as we try to understand what Hebrews means when it says let us offer a continual sacrifice to God so the first one is in Exodus chapter 29 verses 38 to 39 Exodus 29 38 to 39 And it says, now this is what you shall offer on the altar. Two lambs of the first year, day by day, continually. One lamb you shall offer in the morning, and the other lamb you shall offer at twilight. Twilight in Israel is evening. Normally it's between three o'clock and four o'clock. That is evening. Remember, there was no electricity at that time. There were no street lights. So once it gets slightly dark, the day is coming to an end. So the day ended very early, sometimes around 4.30, around 5, the day is ended because darkness has come and there is no electricity. Now our day goes to midnight, Uh, but the day was very early. So God said to Israel, you're going to offer two sacrifices in the morning and in the evening. He says it's going to be a lamb that is one year old. So every day, every day under the Old Testament, every day a one year old lamb will be sacrificed in the morning and a one year old lamb will be sacrificed in the evening. And they did it continually. It never stops. So this is a continual sacrifice. It never stops. The second one is in Exodus chapter 30. Another continual offering, Exodus chapter 30, verse 7 and 8. And it says, Aaron shall burn on it sweet incense every morning. When he tends the lamps, he shall burn incense on it. And when Aaron lights the lamps at the twilight, he shall burn incense on it. A perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generations. So note the three words used there. Morning, evening, continually. Morning, even, continually. So if you lived in Israel at that time, every morning, evening, and throughout your existence, in the morning, there will be a sacrifice of a lamb and incense. In the evening, there will be a sacrifice of a lamb and incense. These two occurred continually. Everybody say continually. Alright, so I want you to pay attention to it. And that's how they sacrifice in the Old Testament. So let's break it down a little bit. The lamb, what did it signify? A lamb is a blood or life sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of life. The lamb's life was offered on the altar. It's represented that the people of Israel were giving of themselves to God. They're giving their lives to God. And the offering of the lamb was also to make way for the people to have access to God because the blood of the lamb made atonement for the people. And so every morning they had to have access to God and every morning they declared our lives belong to God. And that is the sacrifice they made of the lamb. So every morning there's a lamb sacrifice, giving them access to God and also your belong to God. Day and night. So your life doesn't belong to God on Sundays and then Mondays it belongs to you. And then you wait till next Sunday till your life belongs to God again or maybe on 31st December night when we are entering the new year, that's when your life belongs to God. Oh Lord, I give my life to you and then 1st of January we take it back. But for Israel, their lives belong to God day and night continually. So that's what the lamb represented. Then the incense. The incense was a sweet-smelling sacrifice. That's what God said to them. It's a sweet-smelling sacrifice. And so the priest Will put the incense on the incense altar, and every morning the place will smell beautiful. And every evening they would do that. So when you went to the temple area, or you went to the tabernacle, you would see a lamb offered in the morning, you see incense burnt in the morning, you see a lamb offered in the evening, you see incense burnt in the evening. So these were the two continual sacrifices. The other offerings were continual, but they were not daily. Some of them were yearly, some monthly, but this was daily. Morning, even continually. Now, so keep that in mind as we go back to the passage we read at the beginning, Hebrews chapter 13 Verse 15, therefore by him, by him, by Jesus Christ, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips. So when Hebrews says, let us offer the continual sacrifice to God, it has something in mind. It doesn't want us to guess because much of the book of Hebrews is interpreting the Old Testament in the light of the New Testament. So if you read the book of Hebrews, you see a lot of Old Testament symbolism is now interpreted for the New Testament. So now it says what they used to do in the morning and in the evening. The lamb and the incense, we must do it. But it tells us a different way of doing it. And it says, let us do it by him. Who is him? Him there meaning Jesus Christ. We do it by him through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Not the lamb, not the blood of the lamb, but through Jesus Christ. Who he is and what he has done for us. We offer it by him. And the second thing uh, you would note in the passage, it says, let us offer We present our sacrifices in the New Testament by ourselves. Now, what is the significance of that phrase, let us offer? Because if you lived in the Old Testament under the law, and uh, you had to make a sacrifice, you didn't make it yourself. So if somebody, for example, had a lamb, and they went to the temple and said, I want to give my lamb, you don't go and sacrifice it yourself. You, give, you bring your lamb, you give it to the priest, and the priest will sacrifice it for you. If you have incense, you want to burn, you have to give it to the priest, and they will do it for you. But in the New Testament, it says, let us offer it ourselves. So New Testament worship is not offered by the priest on behalf of the people. It is the people themselves offering to the Lord. Are you getting me? Now, most of you like it when pastors speak things over your life. For example, when I say uh, breakthrough is coming your way, you are very happy. Healing is coming your way. You are very happy. It's good for your pastor to say that. But in the New Testament, really, we don't relate to God through the pastor. But we come by Jesus Christ and we offer it ourselves. Are you following me? So if I want to worship in the New Testament, I don't leave it to the priest to worship. Now, in the Old Testament, the praise and worship was led by the priests, the Levites. They would come and sing, because he's good and his mercy endures you forever. And the people would be quiet watching. Because the people who offer the sacrifice are the priests. But in the New Testament, we offer it ourselves. So you don't come to church during praise and worship listen to the music on the stage and you are watching it that is old testament behavior in the new testament when the priests are offering we also offer ourselves are you getting me we offer our sacrifice ourselves by him jesus christ we do it ourselves it is not done on our behalf and it goes beyond even praise and worship it goes beyond our prayer. We offer it ourselves by him, Jesus Christ. So it says, by him let us offer our sacrifice of praise. Then it says something. What is this sacrifice? In the Old Testament, Is a lamb and its essence. What is the sacrifice in the New Testament? The passage answers it. It says, the fruit of our lips. The fruit of our lips. That is the words we speak and the words we sing. That's what we bring to church. Under the Old Testament, they go with a lamb on their shoulder with incense in a container. In the New Testament, we come with words in our mouth. Because we offer the fruit of our lips. So you cannot be quiet when you are in the presence of the Lord worshiping. You have to offer. And how do you offer? Through the fruit of your lips. Now I know that a lot of us come to church and maybe you are not musical. Maybe you are not musical. So when a song is being sung, you feel your voice is bad. Maybe your music teacher told you, don't sing again. Don't sing again. You are spoiling the music. But you see, when we are worshiping congregationally, we are not just trying to sing artistically. We are offering a sacrifice to God. And God knows your voice. He created you. He knows you can't carry a tune. But he says, when you come to my presence, don't say because my voice is bad. I will not offer the fruit of my lips. Because if I don't offer the fruit of my lips, then I came to church and I went back without sacrificing. My words, my lamb, I brought it to church and I took it back home. My incense, I brought it to church and I took it back home. But God says when you bring your words of gratitude and thanksgiving, you don't come to church and go back with it. You have to offer it. We have to offer it. This is the sacrifice in the New Testament. It's not lamb. It's not incense. It's the fruit of our lives. How many of you know how to speak? Even if you don't have the physical ability to speak, you can use sign language. Because that's how you communicate. But God says when you come to his presence through Christ, you offer by yourself. One of the reasons why we put the words of our songs on the screen is so that if you cannot sing it, you can speak it. Joy 99.7 FM. Joy 99. 99.7 FM. Because a song drags a note, and some of you don't have the vocal ability to drag a note, and you don't have the breath. So if it goes, oh, you just want to say, death. I love you, Lord, and I lift my hands to you always. I praise you, Lord. That's what you can say. That's your sacrifice of your lips. It may not be in a form of music, but it's words coming out of your mouth, and it is the sacrifice of the fruit of your lips. So how do we do that? Three ways. First, we sacrifice by using words from God's word to God. We say God's word back to him. Or we sing God's word back to him. A lot of the songs of praise are taken directly from the Bible. So for example, when we sing, As the deer pants after the water, so my soul pants after you. As the deer panted for the water. It's not we making up our songs. It's in the psalm. It's the word of God. We take the word of God, put it in our mouth, and sacrifice it to him. Are you following me so uh, when we sing immortal invisible god only wise we are directly singing a scriptural passage and we sing it back to god in some churches they sing the psalms in my mother church uh, which i would not mention we used to sing the psalms and as i've grown older i tend to appreciate it because The fruit of the lips is you put the word of God in your mouth and you speak it to him. So that's one way to sing or to offer your sacrifice of praise. You put the word of God in your mouth and you say it to God. You are immortal. You are invisible. You are the only wise God, in light, inaccessible, shielded from our eyes. It's all in the Bible. So when you sing it, You are offering the fruit of your lip as sacrifice to God. The second way is that we use words from God's word to us. So there are things in God's word which he speaks to us. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. We we didn't invent it. It's God's assurance to us which we now put in our mouth and offer to him to assure us that God is with us. Or I am the Lord that heals you. And when we sing that, it is God's word to us. So there are two parts, God's word that we sing to God and God's word to us. Both are sacrifices of praise, the fruit of our lips, giving to the Lord. And the third one is words from us to God. So sometimes we make up our own words and we sing it to God. The Lord is good and I'll lift him up higher. Everywhere I go, I will lift him up higher. You won't find it in the Bible, but we are saying, Lord, we have experienced you that you are higher and we put that experience as a sacrifice and offer to you. He's so wide, you cannot get around him. He's so high, you cannot get over him. He's so low, you cannot get under him. It's not biblical. It is our sacrifice to say, Lord, we've experienced you as the high one, as the big one, as the one that nothing can get around. And when we come to church, we take those words and they become our sacrifice of praise. It can be a simple chorus. It can be a sophisticated one, like a song like uh, God of creation. There at the start, before the beginning of time, with no point of reference, you spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of light. As you speak, a hundred billion galaxies are born. In the vapor of your breath, the planets form. In the star, if the stars were made to worship, so will I. I can see your heart in everything you've made every burning star, a signal fire of grace. If creation sings your praises, so will I." Now that is not the Bible in our mouth. It is our knowledge of God. We say, God, when we look at your creation, this is what it says to us. So I'm going to church this Sunday, and this is my lamp in my mouth. This is my incense in my mouth. And when I get to church, I'm going to sing, I'm going to offer. Your praise to you. So for each one of us, you cannot come to church. joy 99.7 FM. And you are offering nothing. Now some of you may say, I don't know the song. I know. But you know the words. So read the words with passion. Although you don't know the song. Maybe you go to a church for the first time, they're singing a song. You don't know. You're not familiar with it. But if you can see the words, then read it. That's all you do. Because what you're doing is you're offering the fruit of your lips. This is the sacrifice of the New Testament. It's not incense. This is our incense. This is our lamb. We do it by day. And by night, we do it at home, and we do it in the congregation of the righteous, when we gather together and we come with one voice, and we present our sacrifice of praise. That is why one of the most important segments in the church service is the time when we are offering our sacrifice to God. We bring sacrifice of praise to the Lord our God. You don't come to church after the sacrifice is over. You come ready to sacrifice. You wonder many times when we come to church and we feel, I didn't get much. I didn't, nothing ministered to me. Because you offered nothing. The good thing about the sacrifice of praise, even if you don't have money, you can offer it. If you are broke on the 22nd of October, The month is doing <laughs> like this, like this. <laughs> As the guys will say, "Edokov, <laughs> Edokov." <laughs> you may not have money. Maybe you don't even have. You don't know where you have transport to go home. But you have lips, and you have the fruit of your lips, and you can offer it to God, and you can offer it enthusiastically and with commitment and with the joy of the Lord. And this is a sacrifice he wants us to offer day and night, continually. Every day, you get up and you offer your sacrifice to God. And before you go to bed, you offer your sacrifice to God. And then you get up. And you offer your sacrifice to God. And before you go to bed, you offer your sacrifice to God. And then you get up and you offer your sacrifice to God. And before you go to bed, you offer your sacrifice to God. And then on Sunday, you meet with other sacrifices, other worshipers. And you say, come on, let's all do it together. Let God hear our voices together. Let him receive this massive sacrifice of our voice in praise and thanksgiving to God. That's New Testament worship, it's not animals. Final scripture. It's a final thought. If you want your sacrifice to be sweet smelling and acceptable to God, James chapter 3, verse 9 to 11. It's talking about the tongue which produces the fruit of our lips, the tongue. With it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men. Who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brothers or my brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? What is James saying? Lips used to bless God should not be used to curse people. Why is that important? Because remember, under the Old Testament, the sacrifice has to be sweet smelling. And a curse is calling evil on somebody, calling doom on somebody. It is not sweet smelling. So if you want your, praise, your lips to continually bring sacrifices of praise, then you cannot intermittently interrupt what your lips provide to God. And James says you cannot use your lips to bless God and to praise him and curse people. All of you who go to prayer meetings and curse people and speak damnation that they would die before the attack. They would would be sick and they will walk and they can't can't walk and they'll be crawling on the floor. (laughs) And then the same time, right after that, I love you, Lord. James says it cannot be so because we offer sweet smelling sacrifice Continually. Continually. continue. So sometimes there are people you can't bless. I used to have a friend. One day we were walking somewhere. Years ago, years ago I was young. And, uh, and he saw uh, a place that he was very angry with. And he says, I feel like cursing this place and the people who live there. So he held his mouth, his own mouth. <laughs> and walk past the house. I said, that's a good strategy. If you can't bless, hold your mouth. Hold your mouth because blessing and cursing cannot come from the same spring water. They cannot come from the same lips. Our lips are for the praise of God, declaring blessing, declaring favor, declaring healing, declaring abundance. They are not for declaring the opposite. And in the New Testament, God wants us that our sacrifice of praise will be sweet-smelling and it will be continuous. Now, just before we close service today, for us to offer the fruit of our lips to God. Do you want to do that? Yes. So let's rise up to God. We don't have time to sing a song because our time is up, but I want you to lift up holy hands to God because I'll also be teaching later about lifting up of hands and what it means. Both Old Testament and New Testament, but lift up your hands. You may not understand, but do it anyway. I'll teach you later. Lift up your hands to God. And the sacrifice you have inside of you, offer it to God. What he has done for you, the favor he has given to you, The breakthrough he gave to you. The week that he navigated you through. Things may not be perfect, but see what the Lord has done. What we waited for has come to pass. So offer out of your mouth the sacrifice of praise. Give it to the Lord. Declare his praise. Declare his glory. Declare his wonderful works. There is none good like you. There is none holy like you, Lord. You are God all by yourself. There is nothing besides you. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, I praise you, Lord. I hallow your name. I glorify your name. I declare your goodness. I declare your majesty. You are my king. You are my Lord. Oh, God, you are the ancient of days, the mighty warrior, the Lord who is more than a thousand. The Lord who is more than a thousand thousand. The Lord who is more than 10,000 times 10,000. I honor you. How great are your ways, O Lord. How magnificent are your works. They are past finding out. What I do not see, you see. I offer to you from the fruit of my lips. My worship, my praise, my adoration. Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised. Great are you, Lord. And greatly to be praised. We honor you, Father, this morning. We come with the fruit of our lips. We come to offer our lamb and our incense. As we declare your praise. As we declare your wonderful works. And as we declare our knowledge of you through our mouth. May our sacrifice be acceptable to you this morning, Lord. May you be pleased, Lord, to receive what we offer to you. May you be pleased to dwell in our midst. And may you show yourself forth over us throughout this week. And let us experience supernatural assistance in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Thank you for listening to Live and Work. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otubil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Oteville. Email Oteville at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.